you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to God who is from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate God. Yep, there's a Sunday devoted to God, as we understand God to be from the scriptures and from the tradition of the church. And the repeated theme of this revelation, well, first of all, let me give you how we have accumulated this information. Uh, the Gospels and the stories of the, of the epistles, like Paul today, give us ancient glimpses into the early formation of our understanding that God is one but reveals himself, and I hesitate to say him, God reveals himself in three forms. As Father, as Jesus, his Son, and as Spirit. It's a very um, unique relationship that we have with God. And God decides to reveal himself first in antiquity we have it in creation. We have the book of Genesis trying to let us understand what it must have been like. And then we have the development of the people of Israel, God's, quote, chosen people. And then we have today, we have Moses going up to Sinai after the exodus, after the all that, that persecution in Egypt. And he's going to Sinai, and the people of Israel are at the foot of Sinai. And you know the story. Well, God, he was up there commuting with God. Um, they waited, and they, they, they wanted a God. They wanted to see a God. They, they knew what the gods in Egypt were like, men and women carved into sculptures and paintings, and they wanted one like that. That hasn't ended, has it? They want a God that they can control and look at and see and not relate to. They didn't want a God that they could look at in the face 
as a matter of fact, when Moses was on Sinai, he said, God, can I look at you? No, no, God said, no one who sees the face of God will live. That's Moses' remembrance of that event on Mount Sinai when God gave him the, ten dec the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. This trip was the second trip. The first trip, Moses got the Ten Commandments. How did he get them from God? Was he inspired to write them out? chisel them into the stone? Did the finger of God, Allah, the movies, come out and write them on the stone? It wasn't there, don't know. But when he came down, he had the tablets. Most probably, he carved them himself after the inspiration from God. And he, he, he got with us a, a contract, a contract between God and people. And the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, was the first attempt at this contract that we're looking at. Contracts and covenants have been made with God to, back to Abraham. When he comes down, he sees that the people of Israel are, quote, a stiff-necked people, as he refers to them. They're a pain in the neck, basically. I guess that's their way of saying it. And he saw them worshipping an idol, a false idol that they had created. And he was, he was not happy with that. He got the tablets and threw them and broke them because that was a little rage experience that he had and what happens he goes back up to the mountain and now he meets God again and you heard what happened he bows down he prays to God and he gets the commandments again and brings them back and this is the relationship that we have with God I want to look at it from the perspective of those Jews hanging out on the bottom of the mountain. You giving me a God in word? You giving me a God in ten behaviors? I want a God that I can look at. I want a God that I can see and touch. Well, that doesn't happen. The word of God written on the tablet becomes the law and, and the holy covenant and the, and the, the presence of God. And El Shaddai is one of the names that they call him, the mountain God. He's Adonai, he's the Lord, but nothing tangible to this day, as you know. Our Jewish brothers and sisters don't put into image anything related to divinity or, or God or the, the, even the prophets. Okay, so now we come to this scene today, today, 2020, and we're, we're celebrating God. Well, let's take God out of the, this room, out of your homes, and look at God in the streets. God is relational. Eventually, through Jesus, he reveals to us that he is Father and Son, and the Spirit of God is another person. In Jesus and in the subsequent scriptures and, and the letters to the, the uh, evangelists and the, the letters from Corinthians and so on, what is revealed in the inspiration of their writing, don't forget, we're relying on the writing and the faith of the evangelists and the early writers of scripture, is that God comes to us as Father, Creator, and then eventually in time, takes on human form. He was already existing with the Father, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, and he's born in Bethlehem. He goes through his life, conquers death, resurrects, 
returns to the Father, and they send him, and I say they, but it's God, it's one, send the Holy Spirit. There, I've said this before, paraphrasing Augustine and a few other great theologians, they send the kiss of God, the Holy Spirit, to God. Our faith is revealed that God is three in one. That if you want to understand God, we have to understand relationships. Relationships of equality. God the Father is not more powerful than Jesus the Son, not more powerful than the Holy Spirit, and we relate to them as one, as God. That's our faith. And, and it's, you might say, well, it's a great Christian faith, but it doesn't pertain to some aspects of our lives. Oh, but it does. It does. Because if we look outside, we see creation. Our creator gave us creation and put us in the middle of it all. One, to be stewards and take care of it. But two, to learn what God is all about and bring that knowledge into our lives. One of the, the closest relationships that we know of biologically is husband and wife and child. Great. But that's not the only relationship. God reveals himself as constantly, continuously, eternally loving Son, Father, and Spirit. And they get along. And they're not the same. They're equal in divinity, not the same. They have unique roles in history as revealed in creation, in the birth of Christ, and in the birth of the church with the Holy Spirit coming. Now God is with us. When we're baptized into his body, God comes to us. And it should trigger off from our birth to present day that if I have God in me, so does the person around me. And they don't all have to be baptized Christians. We're made in the image of likeness of God. Some of us are baptized. Some of us are Roman Catholic. Some of us are Orthodox, Muslim, Jew, and so on. But all of us are made in the image of God. And you don't have to be Christian or Catholic to understand that all people are made in the image of God. Therefore, I should be relating the Trinity. That's our revelation, relating to God in my brothers and sisters of all cultures. In this period of conflict and people voicing their opinions and a great deal of stress, besides the COVID virus, we have the protesting unrest in our cities. The goal of the protest is equality and to the best of their abilities, most of them are peaceful. They're demonstrating. I wish I had all those people who, who are demonstrating in front of me and ask them the question, what have you been doing? How much of your guilt is coming out in these demonstrations? How much of your mistakes toward your black, and we'll say that because that's basically what all this is about, our black and brown brothers and sisters. If all of those people protesting throughout the nation and beyond were relational and equal and loving with their brothers and sisters, I don't care what color, 
this protest wouldn't happen. The illegal action of one policeman would have been taken care of, as it should have been, and we would go on mourning the dead victims. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is a great cry of protest and against policemen and, and, and for justice and, and the variety of ways, and sometimes I, I think that the protesters get lost in the action of protesting. I am not condemning the protesters. I'm just asking all those who protest, look inside. Look, look, look to yourselves. We all have to do this. Not only protesters, those of us who are not protesting out there, look to ourselves. Have I lived relationally? Have I lived in imitation of what God has revealed to me? Father, Son, and Spirit, three persons, equal. Have I regarded my neighbors, whether they are food delivery people or whether they are university professors, as equal? Do I relate to them as equal, or have I put them down? doesn't matter for what reason. And you know society, you know people. People always go with their egos first. And if someone seems to be getting ahead of me, he's wrong in so many of our lives. We get jealous, we get envious, we get prejudiced, we get crazy. And that's happening in our society. For first time, no. Happened. 400 years ago. We know that. And it wasn't here. It didn't or originate here. It originated on the ships and where the ships came from. You know history. I don't have to go into that with you. But for us as Christians, we have to live relationally. This is the feast of the Blessed Trinity, God. And we come to learn that God is anti-racist. God relates to everybody. And if any one of us, and even as I say if, I'll say if any one of us is racist, let me change that. I'll speak just for myself. I have been racist. Have you? Any part of your life, any your education, your neighborhood, your history, your academics, your, your employment, have you been racist? doesn't matter against whom, doesn't matter that it was a brown or black person or an Asian person or a white person. Have you been a racist? Whatever your color is, look around, look inside. Have I been a racist? Because God is anti-racist. He reveals to us in Jesus Christ, his own son, how to walk this earth and forgive and love and take care of one another and build each other up. You don't need a governor or a president or a mayor to tell you we don't need that, what to do. We know what's just. We know what's right. And we also know what wrong is and what destruction is and what prejudice is and what hate is. Today is the Feast of God, the Most Holy Trinity. Just reflect a little bit that many of the people who are already out there on the streets throughout the country will miss what I'm saying. It's up to you to send them to them. I'm not the last word, of course. I'm just sharing some thoughts on the Most Holy Trinity and how it affects our lives today. Today, 2020, very important. Be alive in God. 
Let God come into you and remove any racism you may have in your hearts. But, but it's not going to be a, a flick of the wand. You have to do it. I have to do it. I have to watch every joke that comes out of my mouth and every joke I hear and shut my ears to that deals with putting down another race. This is serious business. But you don't think Jesus Christ was serious? His death shows us how serious he was. And when he spoke to the Father, he was speaking on behalf of you and me. This is, this is death serious. Rather, this is life serious. Because we're here celebrating God. Let's hopefully put ourselves in the presence of God. Walk, build, love, forgive, and avoid and destroy racism completely. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.